0: Shut up, and sit down. Some people just don't understand how basic things work.
1: Cause technology is bad. I wake up, I get dressed, go back to sleep, get up again, and then I slowly creep through the house. It's getting dark, I can't see. Make sure that I lock the door behind me. I head downstairs, unlock the bike, hop on and say peace out to the night. Y'all, the sun is slowly rising in the east. It's just another day, part of another week. I hit the street, make a right, head up the hill, wait at the light so that I don't get killed by an early morning driver. I'm an early morning bike rider and I'ma try to You are
0: listening to the dialed podcast with Matt. Grant, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von During. Enjoy the show and thank you for listening. Wait, crap, I forgot to edit this vanilla intro they send me every week. I guess I need a vacation. Do any of you want to go camping with me?
1: Let's go
2: camping! I got to
1: go on my bicycle. That's <laughs> how I roll. I set 14 gears and a pair of wheels. When I'm on my bicycle, don't do tricks because I got no skills. When I'm on my bicycle, I just...
2: Hi, and welcome to the Dial podcast.
1: I'm Jake Vondering, and today I'm here with Evan Price. How is it going? I'm in Lance Seats again. I'm keeping this thing warm
3: for you, Lance. <laughs> Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? Good. Good. And live on location, Lance Romance.
4: Lance Lance Romance, romance, yes, yes, on location, location, coming coming at you from from Mesa, Mesa, Arizona Arizona today. Mesa,
2: okay. Good to see you, Lance Hepler. Thank thank you. I can see you today, and that's an awesome (laughs) thing. So if you are listening to our live stream and watching the live stream on YouTube... You'll actually see Lance's uh little romancy face there, right? Wow. Right
1: here. Hold on, let me see if I can touch Lance's <laughs> oh, close. There we go. You know, we need to put your layer on top of his layer so you can scratch there. his head. So Everything I say goes over Lance's head anyway. So now this is physically going over his head. Good stuff. There's my one for the day. There Got it done go. it over with. <laughs> that's I'll put that's it back like 30 seconds.
2: All right. Welcome back for another show, you guys. Guess what? Number 50 Whoa! Oh, really? I forgot oh, this was the 50th yeah. number. 50. Number 50. Wow! Oh. Can
3: you believe that? Oh my god! Does gosh. that mean we've almost been doing this podcast for a year? We're, we're closing we're, in we on a we year. We're, we're coming, coming up like, on a year. We did have a couple podcasts. I think there were two,
2: yeah. maybe three, where we There's weeks three. where we did two in one week. So we each one of those counted. So we're coming up pretty uh, pretty soon here on uh, the annual. Um, birthday was celebration, was it? whatever. Oh, wow. yeah. I, think it was uh, I think it's in the beginning of April or end of kay. March
1: somewhere. Party, there. it's gonna be party. Oh, you
2: know what? We did it before Jack Frost. Because yeah. remember, we had our like. So yeah, it's coming up in it's just like a few the,
1: weeks. It's like the first
2: week of March. March I yeah, because so. it was
1: it was the week right before Jack Frost, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, because we had we a little bet and all yeah. that other fun oh, stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah we, we always have <laughs> bets. <laughs> yeah. All right,
3: cool party 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 for fifty two. Episode fifty two. There you go.
2: Yep. Moving on. Let's backpedal. Evan, backpedal for us.
1: So uh had a pretty good week of training. Um, I feel like that's always my backpedal now. Well, oh God, I'm like the world's least interesting person. At least, <laughs> at, least at this table. I, Comparatively I have, to Lance. Yeah. I get compare like yeah. when it comes to who's more interesting, Lance or Evan, it's not even close. Like we're not even in the same stadium. Yeah. I have I have questions about your week. Okay, yeah. So so I'll I'll just like throw down the numbers because I feel like sure. Those are kind of interesting to me. Not that I'm sure anybody else really cares, but I I like to hold myself honest to those. So last week I said I was going to train more than I did the previous week. I kind of lied because it was basically the same exact numbers as the previous week. Almost the same exact numbers. Uh, Swam about 20K. I can't say it was 20K because it was like 19,700 yards. Mm -hmm. I almost on Sunday decided to go to the pool and swim for no reason. Outside of just to get over 20k, and then I thought that's dumb, so I didn't do that. <laughs> but was um, watching though. Yeah, I know. Seriously, I was thinking <laughs> in my head. I was like, you know, 19,700 is not 20k, but it's it's fine. So um, ran I think 63 miles and biked 11 hours. So wow, another week of good, good. bike run quality. So because yeah. it's only I really care about the bike part. Again. Yeah, I know. How many of those hours were spent outside? None. Ugh. Not a single hour outside. That's brutal, man. I know. This brutal. week has been bad. Yeah. I mean, the weather is terrible here right now.
3: Well, I want to hear about your um, hard run, I think, on Saturday. Did you? Sunday. It Sunday, Sunday? Yeah. Okay.
1: That was by far the most important workout. I, I had two days that were
3: really important workouts Ready? this
1: week. Um, one One swim. So I had one swim this week that was a 2K
3: set where I was hitting numbers I like. Wait, your swim with me in the prior week wasn't your most important?
1: It was the most important, but <laughs> you just kicked my butt. So, you know, it wasn't like... Okay, a, so you were like, all it right, wasn't, round two. It wasn't but one that
3: I can be like, oh, all yeah. that went well. So, <laughs> so your 2K swim went well.
1: Yep. And then I had a bike run workout on Wednesday, which was just chock full of intervals. And then, yes, yeah, Sunday I ran with uh, a friend of me and Matt's named Quinn, who is a bona fide
3: really good yeah legit runner
1: very legit runner a guy who went i believe sub 225 in the marathon yeah that sounds went like right. 224 in the marathon yeah he's gone 110, 110 dead flat in the half and definitely had better fitness to go under 110 um yeah what was his 10k like 30 minutes. 30 30 or something yeah
3: i'm i, I think it's probably 30 27 somewhere in that range really good
1: steeplechaser yep yeah so yep. well out of my running league at his peak well out of my running league at his peak but he's old like me yeah, yeah. So he's in his mid 30s now, <laughs> and he is yeah. coming back into the running world hard and running really well right now. So um, we're going to race together at the Vancouver Lake Half in a week or so, two weeks.
3: Yeah, because it's right. It's this. So we um, we'll get back from our training camp, and it's the day after that. It's yeah. Sunday after that. Yeah. And so you did a 10k or something? Or? Yeah.
1: So so we did the mile was uh, the the workout was just under 13 miles total. Okay. But we did a, a two mile warm up over to Vancouver Lake area on what mostly the course will be. We did a section of the course. Um, It was cold. It was like 22 degrees, 23 degrees, which he he ran collegiately in Wisconsin, and I'm from Ohio, so to us, that was just fine like actually it was sunny too how were the roads was nice.
3: though was it was it slippery and icy
1: surprisingly not okay because it was just sunny enough that it really dried out everything so there was no i we we ran into basically no ice
3: the entire time so you felt like you could push oh yeah
1: yeah i mean outside of you know uh so we did a 10k at tempo um it was actually six miles at tempo i think he was saying we would have been if we had pushed through to the 10k would have been mid 35s okay for the 10k yeah 35 and change and um our pace was like right on 544
3: i think did you guys start up a little bit mellow and work your way down little yeah cow. Did yeah you? so
1: so this was where i'll be completely honest on this podcast going into this workout like i haven't trained with anybody quite that fast before right. somebody who's been under 225 in the marathon or just not yeah. people who usually want to train with me so Like, having this run going into it, I was like, oh, I've really got to be, like, like on my game. And I was coming in from a big training week. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm going to be tired. I've got to, like, really be, you know, mentally ready to hurt for this one. And I was very surprised with the first 5K. My legs felt fine. Like, felt like nothing was, you know, just felt smooth. Um, he did force me to negative split it, which is very unlike me usually. Yeah. And now I realize that's why he's a good runner is because good runners negative split things. Well,
3: when they can, right? Like yeah. if, if you're running, like if you're running 800 on the track, you mm-hmm. typically don't negative split that. I mean, yeah. in fact, a lot of the races that you run on the track, you don't negative split, mm-hmm. but because he's strong and it's much more enjoyable to negative split a hard, yeah. a hard workout like that, he's pretty much always going to do that. And he's, if he yeah. has a choice. Yeah. even for that race like that half marathon coming up mm-hmm. he would be perfect person for you to key off like, oh yeah like yeah. stick with him and you know and then they'll probably hammer the last he'll probably hammer the last half I'd probably guess 5k
1: and I will but, I'll definitely guess he's gonna have legs for that last 5k because oh, we'll just, just just in that workout like you know I felt great we turn around we hit some headwind on the right. way back which slowed us down a little bit but yeah. not much and we felt great pushing up to like I felt awesome till five and a half miles. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that last eight hundred, I was like, Oh, this is really starting to hurt all of a sudden. Right. And you know, stayed with him. But I think that's when he actually got stronger. Like he really felt really good there towards the end. So yeah. that for me showed me what I need to work on is definitely allowing, you know, that that negative split sort of workout to come to around. start yeah. Yeah, yeah, to really start to come around and maybe lengthen that workout a bit. So
3: I hope that you get to do more runs with him. I think that'd yeah. be
1: perfect. We're, we're playing it once or twice a week and nice. definitely from now on. So that's cool.
2: Yep. Cool. Matt back pedal force.
3: Oh man. My week was horrible. <laughs> um, I, so we've had, I guess Evan alluded to this. Like we've had a lot of snow and I think up where Jake and I live, it's like pretty tricky. Yeah? yeah. The just a lot more like snow drifting and stuff like that. And so, um, we got that Monday workout in pretty well, mm-hmm. it, which was great. And then, you know, the kids have been out of school and we've been under snow and I have got, I have very, I got, I looked, I just, just checked it cause we were talking about hours and while you're talking mm-hmm. about the hours, I looked at mine, I got in, you know, a little over eight hours of work, which is fine. Um, but coming from 15, that's a, a pretty sizable drop off uh, in volume and didn't swim as much as I had been swimming. Um, you know, wasn't able to really get outside too much. Uh, for my long run this week, I ended up doing, I think nine miles instead of, you know, a little bit more than that (coughs) in the past, skip the track workout. Like it just, it was just all in all like a bad week. And I'm not really like super upset about it because yeah, I I feel like unscheduled rest weeks are great in some ways where you can kind of be Mm -hmm. like, You know, weather isn't cooperating. Like this is a perfect time to take a down week. And then hopefully I can ramp back up a little bit this week and go into our training camp kind of ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I'm not upset about it, but it wasn't a particularly fantastic like week of working out. Recovery weeks are important. Recovery yeah, week, I think I think are. I've heard somebody
2: talking about a recovery week thing yeah. or something yeah, like that. Last week, I on a podcast C C somewhere. C C C C C C C I don't know. Yes, see previous <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> That's right. Nobody's ever happy taking a recovery week, though. Like no, like yeah. we always talk about like, oh god, can't wait for that recovery week, and then it comes, and you're like, well, you know, maybe I could do like an extra two, three hour ride there, just you know, shore up the numbers and make sure this doesn't look too bad. But well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just let it happen i mean that's yeah it happens it's fine you were hitting some massive swim weeks there in a row yeah you you, you need that that come down time
2: it happens bud hey this is jake just wanted to jump in real quick you've obviously heard lance sounding very echoey we're really sorry about that it was a little snafu while we were recording on youtube and didn't pick it up until a little bit later on but just want to let you know that in about two minutes and ten seconds give or take a second or two he will come back in loud and clear so just hang in there again sorry about that technology sucks sometimes Game on. Game on. uh lance back pedal for us
4: yeah um i did not I have a recovery, recovery week, week. yeah <laughs> i haven't looked at lance I, I actually before. I'm looking, I'm looking at, at the numbers from, from last week. week. I, I, put I put in 23 hours, hours of work oh last week. Oh, my God.
2: Jeez. That's hard work.
4: Now, now, like 15 of it was on the bike, bike and like, like eight, eight of it was um, hard, hard hiking, hiking, I guess. I guess.
3: Oh. We'll call so it running. Let's just call it running. I've, that's running. Yeah. Let's call it triathlon. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I was at the start, start of the week in Las Vegas. Um and then then i did did a a gravel ride ride in las vegas Vegas, which was was a lot of fun but ended up being in the the snow snow, so i got got turned turned around by snow snow there there. and then from from there there, i i uh, I headed uh, towards um the grand Grand canyon Canyon. i went to the grand canyon Canyon. i thought i would do one one of the hikes hikes from the rim down down to the river and back
3: and there was it was a full blizzard whiteout
4: conditions on the rim of the grand canyon so i ended up Hiking, hiking like 13, 13 and, a and a half miles, miles or something, something that day which was a nice little reprieve for being, being on the bike, bike so much, much. But, but um uh after yeah, that it, you know it, it, it was a, a beautiful,
3: beautiful fantastic hike. It, was it was cool to see the see grand canyon,
4: canyon in, you, you know, know covered in snow and whatnot, snow and whatnot. Yeah. so um so, uh, that, that was cool, cool. From, from there, there, I headed down, headed down to, to Sedona, Sedona, Arizona, and spent uh, three, or three or four hours on a mountain bike one, mountain one, day, which one day, which was just fantastic. Um, great, great mountain, mountain biking, biking around, around Sedona, Sedona on, on the red, red Rock and Slick Rock, slick rock around, around there, there, there although, although it was, it was still, still very cold. cold. Um, and, then and then from, from there, there, I I headed, I headed down, down to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and, Arizona, and I'm in Mesa. My sister actually lives...
0: Here, here in, in mesa. mesa and so, so
4: I'm, I'm i'm hanging, hanging out, out at uh, at her, her house with her glorious pool in the backyard, backyard I, I guess you can't really see it, it. But, but uh just, just been, been hanging out with her uh and her family, family and, my and my wife flew in, in uh, late, late last, last night to spend a couple three, three days with, with me down, down here because i'm eventually, eventually on my way to training camp which is a five or six hour drive from here but, um, and then here I've been road biking and mountain biking. I managed to um, catch a group ride on Saturday morning. Um, there's dogs barking in the background. That would be my <laughs> sister's dogs. But um, I managed to catch a group ride in the morning um, from Bicycle Ranch in Scottsdale. And. Oh. Uh, i I'd, I'd been kind of flogging myself fairly hard um, beforehand, and didn't think I'd do very well on this group ride. There was only about forty or fifty people that showed up, and I've I've done this ride. I did this ride three years ago, and there were like a hundred and fifty people that were there. Jeez. And it gets it gets split up between A group, B group, and C group. And um, this time, I I was like I, I was on the front of the group the whole day, so. It, uh I, I'm I was feeling pretty good. I even up the climbs. I didn't get dropped, Evan so oh no uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Crap, I'm scared
1: <laughs> I'm I'm sufficiently scared now.
4: It, it doesn't mean I'm I have turned into a climber because that for case, that that is not the case for sure but
1: but it, but, but at I least can, a rolly air right?
4: <laughs> yeah, I can hang a, I can hang a little bit longer. so I had some great some great longer rides and whatnot. and so it's just been good. Hey pepper. Be quiet! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come
4: here. This that's is fun. my uh, niece's dog. If you can, can you see Pepper? If you're on the live stream, or is, if you look on the live. stream? Is it's, the other
1: dog's name Salt?
4: I don't know. Where oh, that me. would be great. Is that
1: Piper's cousin Pepper?
2: Yeah, That's right.
4: It's Piper's cousin Pepper. <laughs> so yeah, um, i put some good miles in. I, I've done some other mountain biking around here, which is great. It's uh, you know the weather's been. It's not super warm here either. It's been between forty-five and sixty-five degrees, but sixty-five is definitely better than the twenty degrees it is back home. So,
2: yeah, it was chilly.
4: My my week's been decent. I I can't complain.
2: Good, good. Where are you off to next?
4: Um, I'm going back up to Flagstaff. I my nephew is looking at a dental practice up there, so I'm actually going up to Flagstaff on Thursday to help him evaluate a practice that he's looking at. Um and then from Flagstaff I'm just going to head to San Diego. Training so camp. So I, I, I yep. yeah, I'm headed to training camp. Yeah.
1: Excellent. That doesn't sound like a lot of cold weather for Lance. <laughs> no. I don't feel like nice. this is no. fair. No. The only Almost time for- it was cold this year Lance was not here. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. There you go. Well,
1: at least we got some snow out of it. That was That part was fun. So that at least kind for of me my kids, but On Saturday the snow was kind of cool. It was. Yeah. Yeah cool
2: um let's so see here my back pedal real quick was our team ride on zwift on tuesday yep. which was a, another great workout um it was kind of fun to see uh, uh nate scott you know putting down a solid effort you know he's Coming back from a broken wrist, so it's it's nice to see him getting his fitness back after having a little bit of time off. But then, again, Jesse Tonkinson in the break with him, and those two worked together to drop everybody on that last lap. So that was a, a pretty solid effort on both of their parts. Tonk's coming along. That's yeah. really – yeah. been, I've been looking at him and Nate's train. They are both yeah. – they're going to be fast this year. Yeah, Tonk is putting out power numbers he hasn't seen what, before, what so cat, that's
1: that's good. What so. cat are they both going to be racing? In this uh, fours? Nate's going to Nate. have to start as a five. Nate start as a
2: five. He's Nate's like, going to be a f- – I know. Yeah. He, God, at this point, I may just downgrade a two, to a two, three four. level.
1: I may, I may downgrade to a four this road season, just race with them. Yeah. Well,
2: you never, you yeah. can, you can do whatever you want to do because yeah. I think you're, be a fun four or five. USAC group. last
1: registered, last time was was it a three. was a three, but how many yeah. years has it been? Three. Three? Two. Two years. Uh, it was, it was I the year before I came out here. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Talk to some of those people over at Obra. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, Then a few other tough sessions. That's neither here nor there. Um, But what what kind of bummed me out is I was going to be putting in a long Saturday ride on the trainer and. I went to go do that ride and I was gassed and it was because I spent all freaking day shoveling well I wasn't even shoveling because that implies that you're using like your upper body and I use it a little bit I I did some of my physical therapy I adapted it to uh, shoveling driveways that's plural (laughs) Um, I had to do mine twice on Friday night Mm -hmm. and again on Saturday because it gets really icy if I don't and then my mother-in-law needed some help and so my wife and I ran over there and we helped shovel her driveway as well so after basically pushing around a, a snow shovel like a plow for, I'm guessing that I probably spent two and a half, three hours just plowing, yeah. if you will. Yeah. I was smoked. I was done. I could not bring myself to ride any more than what I did, which was just over an hour. I had like a low zone two, high zone one um, power power output. It was just terrible. So um, you know, I was able to jump back on last night and I knocked out a pretty solid program of some over-unders that, that hurt, but I got through an hour and a half. So um, it's kind of nice because I think my body – needed that in a in a weird way you know you mm-hmm. get a you yeah just you know get your body moving in a different fashion so that was kind of nice and then um it's probably more valuable the, the, the strength training ride. that i got to do for my yeah. upper body and my core was needed as well so yeah
1: enough about that the snow was cool that was fun watching the kids play around and yada, yeah. yada 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 so you only get one chance to do like a snow shovel workout a year too yeah so. <laughs> there you go there you uh weight challenge update matt yeah, Tell us, you just won this thing. So I you haven't don't. won. God
2: what? Damn it!
3: I, this week has been bad.
2: Oh no! Oh. It's not. It how, has not been a good how week. How far off? No, the I'm still are you I'm now. two pounds
3: from winning. I mean, okay, I, so I'm still literally close. just like, hold, I've been rock
4: solid at 155.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: How about you, Lance?
4: I'm, uh, I'm still the same. Right about five pounds down. You know, even though I'm doing all this training and eating carefully it's like my body has found the spot yeah. it wants to be so i'm having yep. a difficult time going yeah. down Evan? i did
1: oh i sorry. did send a
4: uh, i i sent a pic i sent a picture to the group oh yeah with oh, me yeah. down 10 pounds saying boom i won but it was fake because was, was that I after the just, hike it was it no it was not it was after one of the rides i did it was oh, okay. after like a two and a half hour ride so i, I was just trying to screw with everybody yeah,
1: yeah. how about so, you Evan? Uh, my morning weight Sunday was 150. I think I texted the group that, that I was at 150. I had after my training on Sunday, I was at 148, which was one pound away. But that doesn't count, obviously. Yeah. That was a lot of sweating. So, yeah. Still. I don't know if I can go under 150. 150 just feels so Ridiculous, darn yeah. ridiculously light for me. That's six feet tall. Yeah. I just, I don't know we'll see. If I keep on going down, there's a shot. I, I can give it a run. But yeah. if I end up ending this competition, that's sad because <laughs> I did not, I did not even want to win this competition. <laughs> <There> was- <laughs> and I
3: don't want to, I don't want to lose weight at training camp either. I want to be just taking in a lot of calories. Oh yeah, for sure. Um,
2: I, I ate so much at training camp last year, Yeah, that, but I still you did come out to. the backside. I come down, I lost like three pounds over the eight days that we were there, but I'm still stuck at minus four, minus three, minus four. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen a little bit more, seen a little bit less, but yeah. stuck. So at least we're all minus. That's a well, and
3: yeah. I've noticed definitely like body fat percentage change, and I'm definitely gaining muscle, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, we'll keep. We'll get there, people. <laughs> <We'll> keep <laughs> plugging somewhere. along. Nobody so. else wants <laughs> us to
1: continue either. So.
2: <laughs> all right. Today's topic is quite timely. Gee, I wonder why. That's strange. <laughs> we're going to talk about training camps. Um, we're going to run through what the purpose of a training camp is, uh, kind of what you should expect, or maybe even like how you want to plan your own. Mm-hmm. Um, what you can do if you can't get away to a training camp, and do they work? Do they. Do That's an they interesting work. Question. So, is it or is it just a, a cheap excuse to get out of town and go enjoy some sun for us uh, Pacific Northwesterners? Which means they work. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to run around the table. I'm just going to let you guys start to, uh, you know, give your two cents on this topic. Uh, we'll start with you, Lance, because you're kind of starting with uh, Your life is a training camp. Yeah, I know you're like a <laughs> perpetual training camp guy. <laughs> what are your well, thoughts? You
4: know, my. I've certainly been looking forward to this a lot, mostly because it's always better to ride with the group and to ride with people. It's just a lot more motivating. Uh, you, you can go further, you can go a little bit harder. So you get more of a, you know, training effect by doing that. And that's the beauty of having a training camp. So, you know, most of the riding that I've been doing is and most of the riding we've all been doing is, is kind of solo or on our own. And, to have an opportunity to, to get together, where I think we've got 18 people going or something like that, um, and to be able to work together, the whole point is to kickstart or continue our training for the rest of the, the spring racing season, and to kind of lay down a baseline of fitness so that we can stay on that. Pepper! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: now, now that's, that's, a, that, that's an interesting term that we you, you, you use Lance. And I think it's something that like, I'll play devil's advocate on a little bit, but I actually kind of deep down agree with you. Is there, well, I mean, base fitness is like this bad word now that everybody loves to talk down. You know, they, they love to say like, Oh, you know, high intensity, quality, 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 quality base fitness. Lance, when, when you say that, I think a lot of people think, you know, uh, LSD long, slow distance, <clears throat> Now, when you're saying base fitness, because you already mentioned saying that, you know, you ride harder, you're basically riding longer and harder. So what yeah. would you define like base fitness workout as like, or like, like a week of base fitness? What, what would that be for you?
4: Well, it would mostly be, you know, longer, slower stuff with a few efforts interspersed in there. I don't think it's uh it's a week where you do intervals. It's a week where, you, you know, you know, we we try to put in three or four or 500 miles or 600 miles in the week, you know, to, mm-hmm. to try to kind of uh, just increase your endurance so that you can go back and individually work on those interval things. At least that's the idea. And and I don't exactly know what we have planned for the whole week whether we're going to have some harder interval efforts, but but I'm not sure.
1: I think just naturally there will be, right? I mean, if you guys are going up a climb and people start to break away... You're not yeah. going to be like, I'm going to ride at zone low, two because that's what I said I was going to do. Yeah, there's
2: always going to be people pushing the envelope, and that happens yeah. just about with any team. When they go do a team ride, there's always somebody that's going to push at some point in time, so you're always going to find yourself chasing to a certain degree. I mean, you can, if you want, sit back and just, you know, wait for them to regroup, and you'll catch up to them eventually, but... We're all competitive people, and it's just in the the spirit of being in that group and and seeing people kind of take off. You kind of get caught up in that, and you're going to go be competitive as well, so you're going to find some natural intervals in there, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for this time Mm -hmm. of year. You need to sharpen up. Yeah, kind of agree more. So, How about you, Matt?
3: Well, you know, we we talk about like the purpose of this, and are they great for you or what? And I think the one thing that I will say is – I mean, obviously I'm a proponent, like I'm, I'm going on the training camp. I, I think they will be extremely beneficial to me, you know, as long as I can survive. But there's definitely something to be said that if you have a good pattern at home, and I'm, I'm looking across the table at Evan here, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna name names or anything like that, but <laughs> if you have a good pattern at home where you can put in big loads, fantastic training, like nice, solid, consistent work with good people, you might not need a training camp you know? uh, Mm -hmm. So again, maybe that is a bit of devil's advocacy here, but um, you know, Evan has a pattern that is very functional. I feel like when I was um, running a lot, I didn't necessarily need to travel away to go get, you know, a certain particular like block of training in. When I was running very hard, I did very well, like just at home, like I could put in my hundred mile weeks, like Mm -hmm. I could really, and really even significantly more than that, you know, like some some big spiked up weeks, just kind of sticking to my routine and doing my like day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a place for training camps, especially, you know, um, because we're in the Pacific Northwest and we have the potential to go to, you know, Southern California and get out of the dreary, snowy, rainy, whatever we have. Um, mm-hmm. That's gonna be able to allow us to do some more biking miles for sure. So in that regard, training camp's fantastic but if you have a if you know if you guys are listening to this and you know you don't necessarily have to escape the weather and you have your routine that's working well for you don't get you know discouraged that you need a training camp like you may be just fine where you are
1: yeah this is where i think like the fear of missing out stuff yeah. is big because i think it, it it is important to realize at the same time i'm i'm actually a proponent for the training camps and i say that because uh, but you've got to be smart with the training camp so it's let's let's speak from the triathlon point of view. Right. If you're a triathlete, it's not a bad idea to actually do a training camp with cyclists. Because if you really look at the three sports, what's the sport that you can toss the most volume yeah. at without really risking an injury? Yeah. It's definitely cycling. Yeah. I mean if <laughs> like anybody listening to this who's a triathlete, if you're running 32 33 miles a week, don't think that you can sprinkle in a 75-mile week there out of nowhere. Right. That is not how running works and it's definitely not how swimming works. Yeah. So but you can, if you're somebody who typically rides six or seven hours a week, it is possible, a, possible for you to go between that 15 to 20 hour
3: week Which now. It's crazy. It's you crazy know? to think that you could just like double your yeah. volume.
1: And then like Lance said, going with a group is great because let's say you want to hang in for a little bit, right? you can hang in. If you want to put in some efforts, you can put in some efforts. But yeah, I think the, the difference with the triathlon world, and there's a lot of triathletes that do training camps. Yes. You know, I mean, there, there are... So I'll, I'll talk about one. I would say in the amateur world that's a pretty famous train, training camp is uh, Everyman Jacks camp. Yep. They go to Vegas each year, I believe, yeah, and do right. it. Um, going to be honest. I would love. I mean, Everyman Jack's great. You know, there are good guys on that team and everything. I think that that's more of a marketing training camp more than anything.
3: Well, it's a chance for the team to get together. And to actually z- see each that, other. Because that team yeah. is so dispersed, it's a chance for them to get together, hang yeah. out, distribute stuff. Yes. I mean, they have... They, you know, they kind of need to oh, do yeah. some sort and they, of meetup. And
1: they do. And that's the difference yeah. between, I think, triathlon teams and cycling teams. Right. Cycling teams are all very much based in an area. Yeah. So like dialed cycling knows each other. Yeah. You know, everybody knows each other in dialed cycling. So it's awesome that that group gets to say, hey, let's get out of the rainy weather and go sunny and go ride 500 miles in a week. That's, that's awesome. But triathlon teams, for whatever reason, seem to be more like online based these days. So you got like yeah. team members all over, you know what I mean? All over. So a training camp is like this come together and meet each other thing. So I think in the right. triathlon world, yeah, there's the social aspect, but I'm not sure if there's as much of a training benefit to a triathlon camp. If you do have a good consistent sort of schedule and good people around you, you can train with, you don't need to go to these, you know, triathlon training camps, cycling world. I will definitely agree. I think there's a lot of benefit from a training camp for cycling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially if you live in a bad weather region.
3: I think you're right. I think maybe it just has to do with sports specific, yeah. you know, like I mean, a running, running training, running, camp, you like, can't, I mean, you can, you can go to yeah. running camps and stuff like that. They have them, but if you've got you your group, you don't want to, s- group don't want to spike your your, and you don't want to spike your mileage for running. Yeah. Like you want to keep it consistent.
1: I mean, me, me being a guy who now runs in the sixties and seventies, right. I mean, I guess if I was to not swim and bike in a week and go and try and run 110 miles, I would risk injury with that, definitely. I mean, there's a good chance I would come out of that injured. Yeah. And that's even, I mean, I think I could go into the 80s okay, but I don't think I could go into the 100s and not be like
3: toast coming out of that. It's hard to say, right? It's just it's a toss-up. Oh, yeah. You might end up injured, you might not. So
2: So Mm -hmm. when you're out doing your training, for triathlon and then mm-hmm. it, it, is it commonplace for a triathlon team to go do something abroad or away from?
1: Yeah, there's, um, uh, I know the team I, uh, uh, have been affiliated with before, uh, AJ Baco coaching, uh-huh. uh, they had a Florida camp that they would do. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're commonplace with, with these bigger teams. Yeah. So I, and I could definitely see the benefits
2: there. You guys are going to push each other, but mm-hmm. when you actually get into the, the race itself, there's not a lot of like camaraderie kind of stuff. It's like every man's out there, yeah. man and woman's out there yeah. to win. Yeah. Now, on a cycling team, it's a little bit different because you want to yeah. have that that gelling, you team want to have work. that camaraderie and that teamwork, and mm-hmm. that's a a great place to go work on that kind of stuff. I mean, exactly. You, you can talk about a million different things with respect to tactics and pace and mm-hmm. blocking and all this fun stuff that goes into the dynamics of road racing. Um, you, I don't. Yeah. Do you guys work? You probably don't work on any of that, do no. you? You know, it's you don't need y- to super yeah. individual. No, and this
1: network. and this is where I definitely like. I have a hard time playing devil's advocate against a cycling training camp because I just think they're they're so beneficial. I, yeah. I, I really think they are incredibly beneficial if you're a cyclist. If you're a triathlete, I mean if you're really weak on the bike, go to a cycling training camp. Yeah. Because if you want to be like, oh, I want to be a stronger cyclist, yeah. go hang with cyclists. And I think a lot of the
3: pro triathletes that I've seen, they will go to a training camp and they're doing a triathlon training camp. It's yeah. not really like they're gonna they're not hanging out with a bunch of cyclists. But when they do those training camps, they do it. They do increase their cycling volume. That's the I don't biggest think they thing. increase mm-hmm. their swimming and running as much. Not really. You so. know,
1: and that's where, I mean, Matt, you you kind of on the head before is like, I'm kind of in this place right now where my training's so consistent, I don't yep. think I need to need really it. throw a big change into it. But I will say, I do get a little bit jealous of these, some of these triathletes that I know. I'm not that much slower than at the pro level. Right. That are, I mean, this is like my inner like very jealous side coming out right now, which is bad. I look at these guys and they're going to like South Africa. It's sunny. They're going to Arizona. I'm like, who's, who's paying for you to go there right now? You're, you're, you're you're like three minutes faster than I am. You're not that fast. Like what, (laughs) like who's, who's paying for you to go to these trips while I'm sitting here still working a 50 hour week. Am I trying to shove in this training? It's like, good God. I'm sure these guys over-exaggerate how hard their lives
3: are. Okay. So, (laughs) so so my theory is that, you know, potentially coaching is a large part of their, their job. Yeah. which means they can do that from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're going in there staying somewhere affordable. Yeah. And if that's your if that's your setup, that you can go anywhere. Then they're doing it better than me. They're no, they're not doing it better, you're than, you're doing it better yeah. than you. It's just different. It's just different. We'll just go with different.
2: that. <laughs> uh, you're building a pretty solid career for yourself though. And I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that a solid
1: career? That's been a triathlon coach. I mean, not to to, to me yeah. what I'm what I'm doing right now as a physical therapist is a lot more important to me than yeah. racing for yeah. sure. So, but
2: yeah. I find myself getting really pumped up to get out of town and to just go do something different and it's with any vacation and if it's a vacation solely built around riding my bike my god i get so amped up for that and i I really get excited about the notion Mm -hmm. of just being able to go down and do that and then to add to that when you're doing it with a team and a bunch of friends and you know that it's going to be a long hard week and you got to keep up with everybody i find myself building my training program around the training camp, getting ready for training camp. So I actually start my training with um, anticipation that I'm going to this training camp a lot mm-hmm. sooner and I, I am right. a lot more um, diligent. I'm a lot more um, consistent with that. Yeah. And I think that that ends up paying big dividends because you go to this camp and, and you know when you get out the backside, you're pretty beat up and, and you did a lot of good stuff for yourself. Yeah. You're going to be so much more prepared and ready for the start of the season you hit some of your best fitness
1: you said coming out of this training camp last year right
2: i did yeah. um you know i at the jack frost time trial i, I was pretty strong and then th- as the races started to pile up i just got stronger and stronger which was a
1: good thing mm-hmm. so i would definitely say that th- this is where i know you would point out like like do they work i think the the the, the question is at least in the cycling world definitely yeah i mean yeah. i would I would, I mean, I, I had kind of made a little note here to check any research. I don't think there's any great longitudinal studies looking at it, yeah. but I'll tell you what, most people you talk to, if you hit a quality 24 hour bike week, yeah, yeah you're going to come out of the back end of that with some fitness, Yeah. like with some really good fitness. For sure. For sure. So it was one of those things though, that I I
2: feel like I had such great benefits, such a great time. And the fact that I was like really like dreading what we were going to go do. And the fact that I was able to like build up to that, I I, I think that that's really tough to replicate and you can't go into training camp thinking, Oh, this is what's going to get me in shape for the season because you're going to find yourself riding all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're going to have a bunch of very uh, disappointed teammates. are going to be sitting around waiting for you and saying, uh, yeah, this is going to change tomorrow. We're not going to do this again. Here's an alternate
1: route for you. So. And that's, and that's a good way to put it. I know. I mean, Lance I know has gotten really consistent with his training here even with the amount of tri- traveling he's been doing. Jake's been consistent with his training. Matt has gotten more serious on the bike in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's I mean, you think about it, if you do it in the February time, it's a great little primer to get you into cuz I think some people are on this like I hear too many people doing this. They're like on these 8-week plans before the start of the you know, the season. It's like yeah. you can't you can't take 2 months off, come back and be like in 8 weeks I'm going to be in great shape. It's yeah. like it doesn't, you know. I I, I've said
2: this before. We've talked about like coming back from injury or coming back from being Mm -hmm. off and whatnot. I it's almost like it takes twice as long to get back as what you took off. So if you're going to take that two months off, uh, it's gonna take you three to four months to get back to where you were at yeah. um
1: fitness wise and, and that's that, just get back to baseline yeah. yeah
2: so it's it's always nice not to take that time off and if you need to like back away a little bit that's fine if you need to cut back on intensity for a bit that's fine you need that active recovery that, that time off even. exactly yeah. Yeah. just keeping yourself fit but mm-hmm. um if you completely just take it off and you know next thing you know you're just you going sit to at a the, training camp, yeah. yeah. Going to a training camp, and you all—all all you've been doing is just yeah. hanging out, and not doing much of anything, and maybe having some beer and, and eating some some good food and whatnot. Yeah. Don't expect
1: to show up. This be, is this is where I will play devil's advocate against a cycling camp. If you just did that, don't go to the dialed cycling camp and expect <laughs> to not get spit out the back of that group. Yeah.
4: There are well, I I tell you, there's just knowing that the quality of people that are going to be on this camp has been very motivating for the last three months, for the last two months, knowing the people that were going to come, mm-hmm. because I think all of us, you know, have been training with the idea of training camp. We're training for training camp so that we show up and and can at least try to hang with the group, because, I mean, I, I, I think I'm actually really quite fit right now, and there are guys on the team that I cannot hang with, and I know that, <laughs> Yeah. And so... <laughs> being who's able gonna, to be, be pushed by that is exciting
1: who's who's going to be the first five up each climb do you guys think jordan jordan
2: jordan Jordan, Rickards,
4: jordan. john john hatfield is strong
1: right is now. chris
2: going chris hannell's another one yeah chris Chris hannell lance hepler
1: lance hepler <laughs> yeah jake <laughs> no nah, i don't know th-
2: maybe last yeah, year i
1: don't know I, what about Nate and Tonk? Are they going to be? Are, they won't they, be there. They're no, not going to be there. No. Would, would they be in that top five? Do you think?
2: Uh, Nate for sure. Tonk would be up
1: there too. He'd right probably there. be
2: hanging yeah. right with everybody else. So
1: is Paul first going by chance? Yeah,
2: yeah he's another one that'll be up there. I he's bet good. Paul.
1: I here's here's my underdog pit. I bet I bet Paul sticks right with Jordan.
2: Oh, that's a good I one. That, I, think, that, I think he's, he's developing got, fast. He's, he's got developing the, really fast. Maybe early in the rides yeah, and maybe early in the week. Point. But as the week goes on, nobody's got the same I'll say fitness the first for two days. As, I'll, I'll say the first two
1: days he sticks with Jordan, yeah.
2: and then Jordan will be I, the first up. But you know what? You're probably not too far off. I mean, he's going to yeah. be right there. He's going to be a kid that's just going to tear yeah. it up. And this is going to be something he's never done before. Mm-hmm. And he's, what, 20 years old? And he's 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 just, he's just figuring out what kind of fitness he truly has. And he's never done this before. So he's going to come out of the backside of this crazy strong,
1: crazy strong. So he's in, he's in for a shocking season. I'm going to say he's, they're sure going to be very, very, very fast. Yeah. He wants to be out there doing some triathlons with you guys too. So it should, uh, he comes from a running background. We just got to help him figure out swimming and then he's, He's there. Oh, we can steal him so hard. <laughs> Actually, he needs to do both. He needs to be that kid that we talk about who bike races and races triathlon. Yeah, yeah that'd be amazing. I think yeah. his love, though, is cyclocross, if it I'm is. not mistaken, yeah, and then mountain bike probably second,
2: and then triathlon. He's a great bike handler for a young kid, to that, kid too. So. Great cool. bike handler. Um, just the excitement of getting off the trainer. I mean, how how <laughs> happy are you going to be to get off the trainer and the roller mat just to oh, go outside and have the sun beat down on you and not oh my gosh. be wearing multiple layers?
3: I mean, anytime I get outside, it's just like the first hour of biking goes by so fast. You're yeah. like, wait, we've been biking for an hour. Yeah. And if I'm on a trainer and I get to the hour marker, I'm like looking for a reason to quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: It's um, one of those things last year. We went to Palm Springs last year, yeah. and we all got down there, and we all built our bikes. It was just so much fun, and then everybody was kind of like jonesing, chomping at the bit because it was getting a little bit later in the day, and like, all right, we'll, we'll come back, and we'll eat later. We'll, as a matter of fact, we're going to go out to dinner instead of making dinner tonight. Let's just go for a quick bike ride, You know, just giving yourself that excuse to go shake it down, we got outside and there's just that like when you're riding through the wind and like the wind you don't feel temperature yeah. it's not too hot and it's not too cold it was like perfect. that perfect time of night and it was the the sunset was starting to come in a little bit so it was really beautiful down there in the the desert valley and you feel that that warmth kind of touching your your shoulders like from the sun and it was just it just puts this perpetual smile on your face I'm like oh this this whole week is going to be Glorious. <laughs> Glorious. I am,
1: I am crying inside over here right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're going to go back
2: down. And we're going to be in uh, North San Diego County. We're staying in a little sleepy little town, avocado town, if you will, call Fallbrook, California. And what's funny is, is um sean and john sean martin and and john hatfield are the ones who came up with the destination um they they did all of the planning and they came back to me like all right this is what we came up with here's some rides that we can do and yada yada yada." and they had no idea that i was born and raised in falbert california i lived there for the first 19 years of my life no that's too funny the house that we rented i think it sleeps something like it's it's 20 plus people, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. we, we're all gonna fit in this one house, which is gonna be pretty cool. It's eight miles away from the house that, that I lived is. in for the better part of my life, <laughs> no, so. Now that
1: area has really good mountain biking, right? Didn't you say that this area has very good mountain biking?
2: It has some okay mountain biking. Okay. Um, I I did most of my mountain biking in Orange County, which is, you know, probably 60, 70 miles north of Fallbrook where I grew Mm up. Um, I, I didn't really get, I I rode my mountain bike a lot when I was a kid, but I I left there when I was 19 and went Mm -hmm. off to college. I did one year dealing with the JC and then transferred up and yada, yada, yada. But, um, anyhow, I, I did a lot of my mountain bike riding on the road. I was just that one kid that's like, i just go out, would ride my bike all over the place. And I'd have a friend or two that sometimes would come with me, but I just like riding my bike. And I never really found any of the good mountain biking trails. And I just don't think that mountain biking was that big yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like the kind of trails that you would ride down there was more geared towards like motocross and like ATVs and things like that. Okay, so, yeah. um, I'm sure there were people out there riding their mountain bikes, but I wasn't one of them per se. Um, uh, mm-hmm. it was more of the road stuff. So, okay. Not that anybody cares about that. Sorry for rambling on. <laughs> <laughs> he was going down memory road right there. Yeah. yeah. So um, we know that they work. Mm-hmm. We know that they're beneficial. We yeah. know that they're good for you. Um, what would be something if you're like, all that sounds great. I just can't get out of town. What kind of a program will we tell people to set up? Like, There's going to be you know close to 20 people going down there, and we've got over 100 other people on the team who can't. What can we tell those people? What can you do? that's going to be kind of close to what we're doing down in San Diego to, to kind of push yourself to try and get that same training effect. I mean, they might have some good days to ride outside but still here in the pacific northwest we're dealing with a bunch of snow and ice out on the roads and granted it's starting to rain a little bit but there's some more snow in the forecast it's a lot of ice on the roads. i mean right now if you look outside you've got still several inches of snow and it's raining and it's about 36 or 37 degrees yeah that's perfect for a five-hour ride yeah Yeah. (laughs) What do you, how can we get these people excited to go out and do something that's going to be as beneficial as being at a training camp? Or is it just
1: they're screwed? What, so, do you guys have two cents on that? So I won't say that they're screwed, but here's, here's what, what I'm doing in this meantime. So I'll speak from the person yeah. not going to this yeah. training camp. There you go. So um, I'll speak from the triathlon point of view, but this very much just translates directly to the cycling view too. Training camp is a massive load of training in, let's say, 7 to 10 days let's say it's that seven to 10 day period. If you're working during that time period, you cannot shove the same amount of training into us. Do not try and do that because that means you're cutting sleep. You're probably not going to be cooking for yourself then because you will be training instead of doing all those things and your social life will definitely suffer. Whether that means you have kids or anything, you know, fill in blank. So what I've done is really the last eight weeks has been a big build of fitness. But for my next uh, four to five weeks i'm taking one down week and then not not this next week the week uh, after i'm going to take one small down week and then it's basically going to be th- shoving instead of seven to ten days you're putting in that fitness it's going to be a three-week block mm-hmm. so if you're cycling in this region you still have time to get in this big three-week block before we hit the uh, uh road season you know you still actually let, let me think if we you guys get back from training camp how many weeks until uh jack frost three right about that yeah we get back on what the 25th 6th something like that
2: and then jack frost is the 10th of march so yeah it's about two or three weeks
1: okay so so we'll say three weeks here because even after jack frost you still like that's when the road season starts like you are going need to be hitting your a fitness at jack frost but definitely be in shape then so for for me i know i'm building basically adding a little bit of intensity and a little bit of mileage each week to each sport that i'm doing so that means You know, instead of me spiking everything by 50%, you're spiking everything by 10 to 15% each week. And that's a more manageable load for your body to take over three weeks with work, with life, staying the same way. Instead of a 50 to 100% increase in 7 to 10 days when you get to kind of live like a professional cyclist. when You know, you get to ride you know, the, the, the thing that Jake never does chill after a ride and then then actually like get to reap the benefits of that training. And that's definitely, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, when you're at
2: the training camp, you wake up in the morning, you make yourself a, a a nice big breakfast yeah. you go out and you ride for hours mm-hmm. anywhere from three to five or six hours depending maybe even longer depending on the the ride that you have scheduled for that day you come home you eat again yeah you nap. stretch you take a nap <laughs> you you lounge and you just let your body completely like mm-hmm. recover so that you can go out and do it again the next day and it's it, it's really nice yeah. and that's not something and i it's, can do at and home, it's low so. stress too oh yeah i mean,
1: I mean imagine We'll just talk, talk, talk to Jake on this one, but I know everybody fits into this. I mean, the amount of responsibilities you have in a day, that is added cortisol and stress, which slows sure. down recovery process every single day. Which is how I wonder how you get through life. 50-hour <laughs> <laughs>
2: work week, managing a social life, and, and training 25 hours on top of I that. I just like, pretend that I'm not right. stressed the entire yeah. time, so it works <laughs> that way.
1: But, you know, I mean, that's that's the great thing about these training camps. I think that's the added benefit we're not talking about is how low stress the lifestyle is right. there. Yeah, and that's where Lance, it's like you said, I mean, when you're around friends who all love bikes, like, is there any less stressful situation? No, that's awesome. No, I mean, this right. is, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to me that sometimes these, these professional endurance athletes you hear, some of them are incredible. And I love most of these professional athletes, but it's fine. They, they seem to, some of them act like this is very stressful life and you almost want to shake them and be like. Live 10 years in a real person's life, and you'll realize: holy heck, this life is awesome. Like, (laughs) you have to ride your bike five hours a day. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're going to have some competitions when we get down there too, that'll make it a little bit more fun. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, daily, it'll be like, you know, who took the most KOMs on Strava from the locals and who was the strongest rider of the day. And we're going to, um, you know, do some sprint competitions as well Most spirited rider. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're going to have some socks that correlate to that for the people that are winning those competitions, which is going to be kind of fun. So you get to wear your kit, but then if you're wearing that particular set of socks because you kick butt, then yeah, that's gonna be a lot of
1: fun. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Um, anything else you guys want to add to this, Matt? Would there ever be in the future a chance we could ever? I mean, as the triathlon team grows, you think ever organize like a, like a dial triathlon do what, team? Yeah, we
3: can do whatever we want. So I, I think th- I think we
1: should. I think I think it'd be worthwhile doing at some point. You oh, know, man. I think it,
3: I think it really would. I think we could put together a really cool group of people to do something. Yeah. 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 Yep. The I'm team. Sure.
1: The yeah. team just under the influence of dial cycling too. The dial triathlon team has been growing really fast lately like really fast
3: and and then for some people they could do the cycling camp and then the triathlon camp Mm -hmm. right because we could do the triathlon camp could actually be significantly later like even march or april it could be march or april definitely yeah yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. i'll go with you guys to that yeah i'll go to all the biking while you're out running i'll be walking to the kitchen and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah then while you guys are out swimming i'll be sitting in the hot tub (laughs) Maybe having a coffee at that time yeah
1: yeah, you'll
3: love it.
2: That would be fantastic.
1: Is, we could do some funny challenges with that. the The mm. biggest volume week I ever did. I did my own little mini training camp back yeah. in Ohio. This was not. I didn't travel yeah. for anything, but I put forty four hours in in one oh, week. I bet. Yeah. With I it, bet. I bet we could touch those numbers if we did that.
3: Yeah. That's forty right. four hours into one week.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I did a, a, long uh,
4: I did a triathlon training camp about 10 years ago in yeah. Joshua Tree National Park, actually. Oh, wow. Nice. Where, yeah, where we put in, like, 50 hours in a week. <laughs> and what? It, it, it cool. didn't it, – it actually prepped me for an Ironman race that I was doing fantastically yeah. because we had, we had somebody cooking all our meals. We had massages, wow. like, three times that week. Right. So it was just wake up, eat, swim – You know, take a nap, ride, you know, 60 miles, take another nap, eat dinner and then go for an evening run. Or It was something like that. And surprisingly did not beat me up as much as I thought it would, because all we did was train, eat and recover, you know, and recovery is key with stuff like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, it's amazing what your body can accomplish. I remember we've, we've talked about this before and I've said it before mm-hmm. on the podcast and to a lot of people who listen to this. Last year when we went into that camp, we were looking at the numbers and I'm like, there's no way. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm looking at this like in a week, like the biggest week I've ever had was like 340 miles or something like that. It's mm-hmm. when I did the STP and the some rides that are you know booking that particular event. And that's Seattle to Portland. We went up there and in one week it was 525 miles, 7 75,000 feet of climbing, and we rode, I wanna say for that week, it was in the 20s, maybe 23, 24, 25 hours, I can't remember, I gotta go back and double Mm -hmm. check, but this was all pre-planned. And I, I went into this going, all right, I don't know if I can do this, but I'll give it the old college try. Gave it the old college try. Came out the backside. I'm like, wow, you did that! And it's one of those things too. Once you um, accomplish something, like the, you probably remember the first time you ever rode 50 miles, or 100 miles, mm-hmm. or 200 miles, or whatever. Each time you get past one of those little thresholds, you're like, oh, I can do that. So for mm-hmm. me, doing it last year, I'm like, all right, there's, there's, I can do more than that. I can, I mm-hmm. can easily go down and because this year's gonna be more climbing. It probably won't be as many miles, but it'll be more taxing because there's more climbing. I'm like, yep. I did it last year. I know I can do this again. So I'm not terribly worried about it, even knowing that I've had my challenges over the last eight months with uh, mm-hmm. getting hit by the car and getting decimated. But um, I'm going to give it, again, the old college try. And I'm hoping that I come out the backside
1: even stronger. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. So I think we're all on the same page. <clears throat> Training camps are good. They're
2: very good. Yeah.
1: I'd love for if anybody has a, like, any descending opinions of that, you know, like, thinks that they're not good. I mean, I just don't see any way that like training harder and longer for a short period of time with great recovery can be bad for you. Like, I I just don't see how it could be. One
2: thing that I can suggest though, for the folks who are, not able to go they have to stay home for somebody like you mm-hmm. there is a lot to be said when you talk about the camaraderie and the mm-hmm. the, the the bonding that happens when you go off and in, in you're mm-hmm. living in a house with teammates and getting to know them better um, try and connect with others locally that mm-hmm. are on your team to do stuff um, yeah. you know go try and get some people to go do a, a big swim something or, other, or go do a big mm-hmm. run or a bike or something like that for you in the triathlon world and for Definitely. the cyclists you know, set up some meetups on Zwift and, and try and do something that's a little atypical. You know, if you normally ride 30 miles, per sec, all right, on a Tuesday night, we're going to ride 50 miles instead. Mm-hmm. Try and kind of push that envelope a little bit more so you get a little bit of that training factor while being connected with your teammates so yep. that you can build that, you know, that have that camaraderie. Absolutely. Go out to dinner with some friends that are on the team and, and get to know them a little bit more because there's something to be said about that, mm-hmm. especially when you're on a team, when everybody's gelled and they're on, on the same page. It, yeah. it means a lot to a lot of folks. So, mm-hmm. Just my two cents. Yep. All right. We are going to move on, and we're going to do the hot seat. And it's not going to be all Ooh. of us. It's just going to be Matt and Evan. They're going to hit us with
1: some hot seat the questions hot today. Seat. Yeah. So you guys I'm, want to Rochambeau to see who goes first today? I'm going first because if Matt steals mine, I'm going to be mad. Oh. Wait, okay. I already, I already <laughs> said mine earlier. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, go okay, good. Go okay, gotcha. Okay. Go okay. Hit us, Evan. So I'm going to go. This is... Okay. This is an over under on the difference in miles between Lance and Matt.
3: Okay. Assuming we're training camp, assuming assuming we're healthy and all that stuff.
1: So, so first let's get an idea. How many days will you guys be riding?
3: All of them. Seven, if I'm not
2: mistaken, seven
1: days. Okay. (laughs) So it will be a week. Okay. So, so, so a full week, what will be the difference over under between Matt and Lance miles?
3: So I I looked at some of the schedule stuff and I my plan is to be conservative. Still bike a lot. I mean I think I'll bike significant more than I biked in the previous year yeah.
2: and just so people know too we've got all seven days are set up okay there's an a route and a b route and right the a route will be the long route for the day and the b route will be the shorter route for the day so if you're beat up or your fitness just isn't quite there or something seems a little too daunting for you you can jump on the b route which will be significantly
3: less yeah so look significantly left like i think the first day i don't even remember was it like 109 miles for a group and then 48 miles for the b group or something like that and yeah. i was like ooh. 48 I can definitely do that 109 (laughs) is like I I know if if I push myself too hard to start with Mm -hmm. that that would bode very poorly for my the rest of my week and I'd rather have a good week if possible Mm -hmm. so
2: don't want to miss out on the 109 miler though that's uh that's some good good stuff right there so if
1: you do all the a routes what does the mileage get to did you happen you to know? add
2: that up, Matt? No, I don't. I think I don't we'll just say it's roughly a ballpark? 70 yeah. miles per day if you average it all out and then you multiply that by seven. So you get 490 miles. So, so let's
1: just round, say, 500. So 500 if you do everything, basically, close. Yeah. Close to 500.
2: That, that could be a slight. You know what? No, I'm going to say it's going to be less than that because there's going to be an optional day in there that's going to be um, – not an optional day. It'll be like a recovery day. So we'll be just doing an active recovery ride. Okay. I'm going to go out and say – 450 maybe. The 425 might be the total. And then okay. the if you did all of the B routes, you're probably looking at like 250. 250.
1: So I'm, I'm guesstimating, okay. and we can share so the sure these numbers up. So in the 400s and then in the mid-200s, if correct. you did the B routes. Yeah, it's about okay. half. So let's put the over-under at... One fifty, the difference. Uh uh-huh. I think I think one fifty is a good over under. Yeah, that's not
3: right. I'll yeah. take that. Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. I I think that sounds reasonable. I think Lance will be itching to do as much as possible. If I know Lance,
4: my my, my plan is to do everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all. <laughs>
2: yeah. Will, my, now, my
4: plan is to to do all of it. Will yeah, Will do you do more, Lance?
1: Will you do more?
4: Um, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe the sixth and seventh day, if I'm still feeling pretty good, because you know, even though I have been riding a lot, to, to, I, I could get injured too. I I could overdo it as well, and so when was your last recovery?
2: When was your last recovery week? Was that know. the scuba trip on the boat? Scuba trip.
4: <laughs> yeah, the scuba trip. The and boat. that's been how
2: many weeks now? <laughs>
4: Four, I think. It's been three weeks ago or something like that.
2: Uh, so you're still kind of so, – well, and we've got a week to go. So, so you're going to be right at the build. end of that, that block, and you're either going to feel yeah. fantastic or you're going to start to fade a little bit. So maybe that plays well, your advantage, but, to your advantage no, Matt. No.
4: I, it, worry, it worries me a little bit because, like, this week, I, I haven't even felt the pedals this week. Like, I, my legs just feel great this week, which yeah. means <laughs> who yeah. knows what's going to happen next week. Yeah. But –
2: so what are we gonna so d- Matt, put the over under like hundred miles more? 100, 150, I think is a good number there.
3: Hundred and fifty. I think Lance will go over that more. Than over me. the difference, okay. I think so. I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Lance will do an extreme amount, and I still think I'll do fine. I just don't mm-hmm. think that, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm
2: going to, I'm going to say under, under, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a lot under too, because Mm. two things are going to happen. You're going to get down there and it's going to feel fantastic. And you get to go through the motions kind of like we've just talked about. You can recover and you don't necessarily get that same thing when you've got, you know, you know, household that you're, you're helping manage. You've got work related responsibilities. You've got to go do podcasting stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I think it's going to be under, and I think that you're going to feel a hell of a lot better than you then you're giving yourself credit for. You might feel yeah. a little taxed the first day or two, but all of a sudden, yep. things are going to change, and you're going to be like, "I got this." Yeah, it's not as it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be, and I'm able to accomplish I more.
4: Think- Matt's Matt's legs are gonna come around faster than he thinks too because he has a lot of fitness and a lot of experience in those legs as well. So mm-hmm. I, I he's think old. he's gonna do more. I'm like a lot fifteen of experience. years older than you.
1: Yeah, I com- I completely agree with that, Lance. I think I think Matt very much discredits the amount of aerobic work he's put in his life and I don't and I think as soon as you're recovering, I think right. you right. if you do that B route the first second day, you're gonna by that second, third, fourth day be doing the mm-hmm. A routes and be completely fine with that yeah yep,
3: right i gotta sneak in some swimming and running yeah i was just like, gonna say this i don't have to do a lot but i just have to do a little bit like yeah. you can almost be like as part of my recovery but i have to do some of it in the running like i think after that'll biking just a benef- ways, well no, yeah the running after the, the running biking may beats not, me. yeah out. the swimming will be fine the swimming like, will help you recover like, honestly the swimming will yeah. help you recover especially the way that i'll set it up where it'll just yeah. be like go swim 2000 easy yeah but yeah it's the um the running afterwards. When so. you come back
1: from this, we can plan a triathlon training camp, and we'll talk about the numbers for that, which yeah. will not be 500 miles of riding. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be awesome. All right. Um, any other input on that, over under? I'm saying I'm saying it's going to be under. I think it's going to be closer to a 70 to 80-mile difference. 70 to 80-mile difference, and I think yeah. think
2: all three of us, the other ones, said
3: under, okay. and you said I'm over. i the only one that says over, so right we'll out. see. Yep. <laughs> I can sabotage this you know, easily. <laughs> and here's
2: one more thing, too. We did our, our Zwift ride on Tuesday night. And we d- did this. It's a, I think it's a six and a half mile loop, if I'm not mistaken, called mm-hmm. the Hilly Route. So we did six laps of that thing. And the yeah. first lap is more of a, a warm up lap. And then laps two through five are at a, a steady state pace, um, of, uh, prescribed watts per kilogram or, you know, plus or minus a couple tenths. Mm-hmm. And then the last lap is a hot lap. And pretty much that's just a full on race just to kind of open it up your legs and, and chase each other down. Matt was super strong on that last lap like i was having a hard time shaking him Uh, he was just right there he's just like (laughs) tucked in right behind me and he was holding some pretty significant watts per kilogram Mm -hmm. and he was like you know it's six miles six and a half miles and he was holding like that four and a half to five um, watts per kilogram for just about that entire lap so he was looking pretty stinking strong which was going
3: all out which you can't do when you've got six more days of hard so riding, sh- no, but that's not going to be all of our rides. But yeah, it's yeah.
2: just showing me that your fitness and your riding strong. It does show that so. it's there.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, I was right. happy with that actually. And a lot of it was, it was another one of those snow days yeah. where it was like I didn't mm-hmm. get out to swim. And then I didn't get out to run mm-hmm. and you're all pent up and pissed off. Yep. You take it out. On, all the, on the
1: This is why my bike training has been struggling with the, the intervals as there's been yeah. not a lot of pent up energy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah, Matt's going to do just fine. I just, agree. just fine. Yeah. I'm, yeah.
3: I'm, I'm quite nervous. Like you guys are all excited and happy and elated. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh boy, I'm scared. Yeah. Like I am quite scared of the, this. This is where we get so. to test
1: the uh, the the theory of swim fitness translates to bike fitness. <laughs> this is like our little scientific study for yeah. that. <laughs>
3: All right, Matt, have, hit us with a hot I have, seat question. Two hot seat questions, um, and you guys can choose between your poisons. One is extremely hot, hot seat. Ooh, the other one, seat. the other one is not so not so much. You guys, what, so you spicy. You want to you mm-hmm. go spicy? Mm-hmm. Spicy. Yeah. All right. How about let's All do right. both of them. Tie nine. Okay. Yes. We got time. All right. All right. First one. Valentine's Day. Oh, God. That's the spicy one. What do you guys got planned? Are you guys going to be able to sneak away from the (laughs) wife, girlfriend to do some training? What do you guys got scheduled? Is that coming up sometime soon? I don't, you got to check the day. I don't even know what day is. For those, okay. It's strike strike two. Strike two. Jake's (laughs) checking his calendar. Evan doesn't know what day it is. And I assume it's Thursday. Thursday? Thursday. Lance knows. Of course, Lance yeah, knows. This isn't of Lance, you're
2: not allowed to answer this question. Okay. It's Lance knows. Romance Day, right?
4: Lance Romance knows. I, <laughs> I flew my wife to Phoenix to spend oh, Valentine's Day with me.
3: Didn't Lance just win? I think he won Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yep.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lance, didn't you say on Thursdays when you're going up to help your nephew?
4: Uh, yes. Whoa. He okay. On hold on. <laughs> hold on. But wait. But you go, that. We are having we're we're having we're valentine's eve we're spending together so that 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 makes up
1: okay us. okay hmm.
3: there <laughs> there and are you asking what we have planned? I, I'm just throwing it out there because I, I know what I that our, our <laughs> podcast will come out on Wednesday. We think Valentine's uh, Day is on Thursday. <laughs> 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 Unconfirmed Valentine's Day is on Thursday. The, the, the consensus is a little bit confused at this point, but
2: I have nothing special planned. Yeah. We don't really ever do anything right. for that holiday. Yeah. Um, I'll probably end up making a nice dinner. Yeah, and then we'll the kids will get some
3: stuff. Um, That's cool. Yeah. You know, and that you'll get on the trainer.
2: I. All right. So yeah, I'll probably I'll, I'll get on the trainer, but I'll probably try and get it done early in the morning yep. so that I am not um, sitting on the trainer at nighttime after dinner. Gotcha. That wouldn't <laughs> go too well.
3: Evan, do you think you'll do some sort of?
1: I got a I got a fourteen mile run on a treadmill for a date. 14
3: miles um, yeah. on a treadmill that's what i do on thursdays that's by far longer than i've ever gone on a treadmill okay so is this your that's
1: first, first or
2: second valentine's day with uh, the first with the current girlfriend? This,
1: this this will be me and cassie's first valentine's day oh. and neither of us really care about valentine's day we, uh she says we that spend, but we spend a lot uh, <laughs> you, should
3: do, you should do something small at least we do are man.
1: we are we are going to be spending a lot of time together over the weekend we will we're really, there's, for, I mean, like thir- Thursday, does, does, does Thursday really matter that much if it's Thursday or Friday when you have a nice dinner together and make it, oh God, I'm looking at like all these successfully married guys around here's me the right thing, now. Here's the thing, it's been a
3: long time since I've been like on that first Valentine's day. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what they let expect. Let
1: me, to let me put it this way. I've, I've been in relationships where I knew that Valentine's day was way more important than they were playing right. it off to be. I could usually tell. And to me, that's not an attractive quality because I really no. just don't care about Valentine's yeah. Day that much. But look, here, it, like seems, very it, give you it some seems very disingenuous. Like, it seems very disingenuous. Let me
3: give you some cheap advice. Yeah, I just, need some. <laughs> if you buy her a cup of coffee, with a oh, heart on her or something. Like I got her something. Don't, don't small. Don't, it doesn't. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm just saying. Like she likes coffee. Yeah, from mm-hmm. Detaza. Tea or wherever, Ooh, right? not a bad idea, actually. I'm just yeah, saying, like something small like that goes a long way on on yeah. Valentine's Day. No, I got, I got,
1: gotcha. I got no, something small. No, Heaven, yeah. no, uh, <laughs> oh, <Evan>. oh, God,
4: it's <laughs> romance, romance, Evan do you do you like this girl, Evan? Of course, yes, yes. You know, you I got do. To, You you've mm-hmm. got to go big. You've okay. got to do something. Oh, okay. otherwise, you're you're risking you're you're risking too much by not doing something. <laughs> so I, Valentine's you, you Day got, training you got, camp. Can, <laughs> can I go big? Can yeah. I do
1: something big? <laughs> yeah, right. fr- Lance, Lance, honest opinion. Can I do something big Friday? She's also busy in the evening on Thursday. She's training too on Thursday.
4: No. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. Straight up. laughs> You've got. You have to do something on the day. You okay. Could, you have okay.
0: To do Something on the day. Okay. Yeah.
3: If you could get like a coffee <laughs> delivered to her on on Thursday, like Ooh, at work, that would be killer. That would be awesome. Not a bad idea. Awesome. A bad idea. Huh. Something small, <laughs> not not Lance romance style, not huge. Yeah.
2: How about you, Mister Legrand?
3: Oh man, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm really bad. I uh, I'm more like Jake. I think like well, you know, I'll get all the workout stuff done during the day and stuff like that. And we won't do much of anything. We'll probably have a nice dinner, but Mm -hmm. it'll be with the family and the kids. It's not, it's not going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we won't do big gifts or we definitely don't do like chocolates and roses and weird stuff like that. We we just keep it pretty mellow. So,
1: so this is pretty much, I mean, Lance is the model you should follow here. And Don't what, what are we doing at the stable <laughs> right now? Is, I mean, Lance is in a sunny place where he flew his wife out to. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, well, you know, I got to run on the treadmill. So,
2: <laughs> 14 miles on the treadmill.
3: <laughs>
2: what was that uh, other question you had for us, Matt?
3: Um, the yes, one. Less, less difficult. I, um, I was curious about um, if you guys uh, are on the YouTubes and you guys have cycling channels that you guys check out. So um, mm-hmm. you've mentioned before, like some ITU stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember like the exact name of the YouTube channel.
1: Uh, actually, so, so there's a couple I'm, I'm really watching yeah. pretty religiously right now. I watch the ITU channel because they have great full races on there. Uh, Cape Town just happened, which was okay. really cool. Uh, I always listen to GCN. I think a lot of us here listen yeah. to GCN, uh, which is a cycling
3: Network. I haven't been listening to them as much, but they're fantastic. They're good. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Yep. And then we, have we said, talked about GTN, which is the global triathlon. G- I've stopped listening. To I G- found GTN. that one to be pretty annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: To be honest. Uh, and I, so the triathlon once. It's not bad. It's yeah. just. So Not there's there's a couple little smaller ones I'll I'll, I'll yeah. talk about uh, YouTube ones I talk about. So one is called Harry and Chris. Okay. Uh, Harry Palmer is this new professional triathlete who's doing a YouTube channel and he's pretty cool actually. Oh, I haven't really, seen this. One. It's really he's cool. From yeah.
3: England and he's brand new. Yeah. Tr- brand new. He's only got like ten thousand,
1: maybe fifteen thousand followers, but it's like you know I mean it's it's a yeah. really cool channel. Uh, the video work is done by his buddy and yep. it's very good. Um. I do. I listen to Leonel, Chan, uh, Leonel Sanders yeah. all the time, and for running, uh, the athlete special, oh, uh, who's a, George, a current Georgetown runner, who's really good. He's very. He's got great video work. He's a pretty interesting guy. Um, cycling wise, Orica Green Edge yeah. has yeah. a great channel. Huh. That is, once the cycling season comes in in full, and yeah. especially once we get into like the Giro and the Vuelta and the Tour the or everybody listening to this should tune into the orca green and you
3: edge just feel like part of their team like oh, you just root so- for them and right? i and i just such- screwed up
1: because they just got a new sponsor didn't they are they are uh, they still michelin, is
3: it michelin scott michelin Mitchell scott, scott my yeah. bad my bad it you
1: seasons before was the orca green edge right. team now now it is the michelin scott team mm-hmm. um adam yates yeah. uh simon yates are, are are on that team the yates brothers um uh kayla is no 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 kayla on site uh on their team anymore no. who's uh who's the young hispanic uh Oh, they've, they've got another great young talent on that team, but, um, yeah, they are, they are an awesome group, uh, Australian team. Very fun. Yeah.
2: How about you, Lance? You watch a lot of the YouTubes?
4: Uh, my, my favorite channels are GCN. Um, and they all, there's also a mountain bike channel on there that I watch. And, uh, Jeff Linosky, he is a professional mountain biker as well. So he is a, Fun guy. His videos are fun to watch. Um, and then uh the vegan cyclist. Yep, that was one of my I like him. Yeah, he's just he's he's good. He seems real. Um I of course am not vegan. I'm about as far as vegan as you could get, but uh I, I his just his training and power and his family and where yep. he lives and he's near Yosemite and all that jazz. I just, I like his stuff. Too. Does he
1: live in big bear? Where does he live? Lance? No,
4: he lives he? A, near a Lake. That's like uh, 40 miles outside
1: of Yosemite. So
4: it's okay. between Yosemite and Sacramento. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah. that's
2: one I watch a lot. And then I do like watching Phil Guymon's videos. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, great yeah. Phil yeah,
1: he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, some retirement, the worst retirement ever. Worst, worst retirement ever. Yeah. And then now he switched it to best retirement ever, didn't he?
2: Uh, he might have, yeah. I think, I think he recently Maybe. switched it to best did, retirement yeah. ever, yeah. And then um, the one that I actually find myself watching more than any other cycling or other related – is uh, Matt LeGrand Station, oh, little channel oh, there. Oh, I, I do. See no. yeah, how we work so, that in Mary there? LeGrand. Yeah. <laughs> no, not for nothing. I watch yours more than any other ones. I mean, the ones that I watch the most the most are probably like around photography and whatnot right now. Mm-hmm. Just a couple different people that I've really kind of grown to like yeah. watching their stuff, and they put mm-hmm. out stuff very regularly. But when it comes to anything in the endurance
3: and cycling world, it's Matt. I watch oh, yeah. all of his videos. They're great. So, oh, yeah. Well, I put out like a lot of – I put out especially a lot of swimming stuff right now, which must be a little bit annoying to – um, you know what i it, i kind of watch it because I'm, I'm trying to learn stuff I enjoy my it, wife yeah. keeps coming
2: and asking me questions about stuff because she's new to this whole yeah. triathlon world so i'm trying to learn just to be supportive and and i enjoy watching stuff because i think you really do an exceptional job he's very well produced and it's very well edited and very well very, shot very and it's very, well very, very artistic
1: and informative We're working and does on a great it. job we'll get I've, better. We'll I've started get better. to realize that the, how good you're producing is as i watch other youtube channels like th- really I'm, I'm starting to realize how actually good your, your footage is. That guy, yeah.
3: Harry and Chris that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I've watched, a have li- watched a couple of their yeah. stuff and it like, I feel like Chris is the guy that's doing the producing does, and stuff yeah. like that. And it's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, the people that are taking the time to do yeah. it or whatever. And so. there's a
1: massive difference between good and bad. Um, I'll I'll use an example here uh Durian Rider. Do you guys know who Durian Rider is? I know who that
3: is. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he,
1: Yeah. It's like a banana like a, little crass a day or something. Sometimes. Yeah. Very crass. Yeah, very very crass. And Dwayne I Rider. I like the the content that he's talking about, but the video work is garbage and just yeah. he's just too crass and it's like yeah. there's just this cockiness to him that's annoying. You know, it's not the Okay, the, this is going to be controversial. It's not the endearing confidence of like Lance Armstrong, like that genuine confidence. It's this like very fabricated sort of like, like look at me. Cocky. Yeah. yeah. He like posts a video. He's like, oh, <laughs> me dropping Chris Froome. like the title of the thing. And he doesn't mention that Chris is like in the, at the end of some massively long ride during his carb deprivation phase of training. And <laughs> yeah. Duren's like, oh, look at me blowing <laughs> away Fake Chris Froome here. Fake I was like, news. oh, congratulations. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know. He's and just the video work is, you know, if you look at a Matt, one of Matt's videos and then compare it to that or one of Harry and Chris's videos and compare it to that, you're like this guy's got a ton of followers and just does n- has not improved his videography by any means over the years.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I think people are attacking YouTube different directions, right? Yeah. Like some people are yeah. like, just put out as much massive content as possible. Mm-hmm. And if you can come up with controversial titles and thumbnails and things like that, then you can get a good following.
1: Clickbait, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that that's a great strategy for certain people or whatever. And then I think there's other people that are like, I just want this piece of art to go out there and it's going to take me two years to put it out there. And that's cool too. Like, Mm -hmm. that's great. It's just, you know, striking the balance is, is tricky to, you know, figure out how you want to put your channel together if you want to do it. So
2: amen to that. All right, let's do one last thing guys. Um, Lance, I'm going to start with you. Um, oh, yeah. You might have two one last things for us. What was what was one of them that you had? And while well, he's looking for his stuff, I'll we'll just keep talking. To uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't
4: have I don't have two. I got I got to find it because I'm using my phone to live stream the.
2: Okay, so while you're doing that, then I'm going to run around the table and we'll mm-hmm. come back to you
1: because I know that you've got a good one. Uh, Evan, one Wait. last thing. Uh, so the Cape Town IT race had just happened, so the IT race season is kicking off. And it was really, really awesome to see in the men's race. Yeah. So the guy who won is this young guy named Alex Yee out of Great Britain. Super young kid. Full. He ran, well, I think he ran 1430, I believe, for his 5K, just flying. This kid's young. He's really fast. But the most important part was in second place. I'm going to butcher his last name. I've watched him race for years. His name is Tony, and I'm just going to say S. Okay. His last name starts with an S. And he's an American uh, ITU racer who's been progressing over the last couple years, and to watch him come in second was, re- I mean, that was a big time race. Henry Schumann was there. Um, I mean, some of the you know the big hitters there. I believe Varga was there. Like there, there were some big hitters at this race, and to see an American second there, I can't remember the last time an American made a podium in a in a big ITU race. You know, I I have no idea when. I mean, there's been some like later season World Cup races when there's bigger races going on that maybe an American slipped onto the podium. But yeah, I mean he's he's got a bona fide run, a really wow. good swim. So yeah, he's The real deal. I mean, America, if we keep on progressing with our youth programs like we are, there's a chance that we may have an Olympian who's gonna be close to that wow. to that po- you know, maybe maybe not maybe not the podium, but at least the top ten at the Olympics, maybe. I think I think we could slip an American in the top ten which would be really cool.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, there's my one last thing. Cool.
2: Um, Matt, one last thing.
3: Yeah, so we've been talking about the training camp, and I guess my um, vow to the group that's listening here is that I will try to produce um, some sort of video. Uh, We'll have a lot of people down there with a lot of camera equipment and stuff like that. Um, And so I'm going to try to um, at least put like, one video together pro- potentially two videos kind of, of the training camp, you know, cause we'll have bikes coming together and all kinds of stuff to talk about for sure. And so I'd love to put together a lot of content. Um, and so uh, we could potentially post it you know, in a number of different locations. We have the dial podcast, YouTube channel and things yep. like that. We have team channels and things like that. And then we have my channel as well. Um, but it will probably pay it for, for at least by the time I you know take the time to edit stuff and put things together. Um, I could do that while we recover from rides. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see have how time. that goes. <laughs> but uh, my guess is that it'll probably be a week or two after the camp before I actually cool. post stuff. So, yeah, yep. I'll get it up as soon as possible. I'm almost
2: done. Mm-hmm. All right, Lance, you ready? What done. you got, yeah, buddy? I found it. All right, one <laughs> last thing. All right. This is in response
4: to our discussion from two weeks ago, when uh, Matt went off about Matt and Evan went off about participation medals. <laughs> we and, went off uh, about something. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know we don't actually completely disregard uh, participation medals, but we did have a lively discussion about it. So I got this response from Ryan Lee, the guy's house who I was staying at last week. And uh, this is these are his top ten things that are great about participation medals. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Number ten, some can be used as paperweights, belt buckles, or bottle openers. Good point. Number nine, they last longer than T-shirts, and you can wash them less frequently. <laughs> Number eight, in the Pacific Northwest, they are officially recyclable. Oh! <laughs> Number <Are they>? seven. <laughs> Hanging them in your office is far less awkward than wearing the race T-shirt to work every day. Good point. Number six, when the emotion and memories of the accomplishment fades, they are much easier to get rid of than tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Number five, (laughs) if I die prematurely, they are proof that I ran the race when my ex-wife sees the T-shirt and tells the kids I just passed out water. (laughs) that's a good one these are so good (laughs) that
1: that may be my favorite one that's a good one number four hanging
4: them on a wall is better than the picture crossing the finish line because frankly i always look like hell in those pictures Mm -hmm. number three you can make fun of the racers on the podium by saying hey look i got one too (laughs) that is very true (laughs) that's very true Number two, you can give them to your spouse or significant other when you finish because sometimes it's their sacrifice that makes your participation possible. Oh, that's nice. Oh, now I feel bad. (laughs) And number one, for some, it is only enough to win the race, and for some, they make the podium, and for some to cross the finish line. But for most, just lining up the starting line is the true victory. Try and remember, winning takes many forms. And the meaning of commemorative artifact or symbol resides in the heart and mind of he or she who holds it, not in the artifact itself. I mean, hey. Lance Armstrong still keeps his yellow jerseys in his man cave, and he officially didn't win any of them.
1: (laughs) I was so on Ryan's side that entire last way until that last comment. Really? We're going to throw Lance under the bus here at the very end there. (laughs) If you win seven yellow jerseys, you can do whatever you want with those yellow jerseys.
3: (laughs) Ryan, thanks for putting together that list. That was awesome. Absolutely fantastic. I like that last one. He makes a good point.
1: I I also like the giving it to uh, uh, the people who – lug your crap around and deal with you being you know angry or mad before and after the race i think i i like that the the people around you supporting giving them the medal
2: yeah i've done some some charity rides before and they hand out little medals or not and i usually just give them to my kids yeah so the kids yeah kids dig that but yeah buy a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> Just <hated>. <laughs> <laughs> all right my one last thing i need a sponsor I need somebody to pay for my new SRAM access setup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and Jake oh, were just talking trim. about this before this. Access, SRAM man, access awesome. is want to give us one legit,
3: but oh my god, and is that ex- stuff expensive? I look at the prices, it's like one buy still <laughs> three thousand dollars. It? Yeah, It's like come on, come yeah, on. If you're gonna get the Isn't full group set, like cranks and everything with the power meter, you're over
2: four thousand dollars into that that setup. Jeez. However, oh, that boy. stuff is awesome it is i mean it is so great i am gonna go on the record and say that i'm ready to fully switch everything all bikes over to sram now if they sponsor us if they sponsor us, <laughs> <laughs> if they
3: sponsor us. <laughs> SRAM, uh, we
1: will slip you at least once into every single podcast oh, yeah. indiscretionally just like just kind of in there you I'll, know just I'll talk yeah. for <laughs> an hour and a half
3: about sram
2: yeah. <laughs> how slick is that stuff though i mean it's yeah. it's pretty nice um it, there was like a there were deficits between them and with their etap and the shimano durace um but their uh, di2 setup sorry and they they covered all those gaps and i think that they've got that that uh twelve speed is looks buttery smooth. Yeah. Um the, the gear ratios that you can get out of the, the bike and, and being able to, you know, hammer harder on the flats and, and still being able to spin on the climbs and, and not have to, you know coin toss which which crankset or which um drivetrain you're gonna put on your bike based on what kind of riding you can you can cover all of that stuff with this stuff. It's awesome. And their old stuff is still good. And Ryan or, um, Evan and I were talking Mm -hmm. about this before the podcast, like I still need to, to complete my, um, my TT bike bike build. And I was going to do it with uh, Shimano, but I decided to go SRAM because Shimano, it's just, I can't get the stuff that I need right now. Plus being able to run everything wirelessly and not have to screw around with that in a TT frame is that's just going to make a lot more sense. So I've already, decided that I'm going the route of SRAM and I was Mm -hmm. gonna I was I have it it's all loaded up in a cart to purchase the stuff that I need for the SRAM but I knew that there was something coming down there was like some whispers from um, a couple different people that I talked to and they said it should be coming out being announced this week and sure enough it was announced last week and I've you know been reading and watching and and checking out everything that I can in terms of reviews and everybody's just like kind of gushing about the stuff but it's so stinking expensive. <laughs> yeah. So I might end up just for the TT bike because I don't need to dump that much money into a TT bike. Um, I'm going to probably go with the older ETAP stuff. Mm-hmm. But for my new bike um, in the future, it will it will probably have that as opposed to yeah. the uh, the DI2 <sighs> setup. So, so nice, nice stuff. <sighs> drool. <sighs> yep. Let me please. wipe the drool off. Yeah. Yeah. Mondrian. Yeah. Mondrian. <laughs> think, yeah. Have you guys had a chance to make your mind up whether or not you think you're going to have that on a future bike?
1: I mean, abs- if it comes a little bit further down that price point, absolutely, I would go with, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of with you on this. I'm going to go ETAP right now on the, on yeah. the frame, but, you know, that's... I, yeah. I've
2: been, I've heard, and I don't know if this is verified yet, but they're going to introduce the, the technology because pretty much if you wanted to run electronic shifting, you had to run the the ETAP red and they didn't have mm-hmm. lower levels kinda of like Shimano would have like yeah. the Darius and then they have the Ultegra, and then there's whispers that they're gonna even have it in a one oh five now. Right. But they're talking about having it in some of their lower level stuff. Are you As talking I, about the force. I, th- I believe so. That's yeah. their next yeah. line down. Mm-hmm.
3: Is the force? You go from red to force, and yeah. they—that's rumored that they would have a yeah. wireless force. Force was my, wireless, my force.
1: mechanical shifting for a while, yeah. and I loved it. It yeah, was great. Fine. So yeah, yeah. I I mean, d- if they so could
3: add electronic, type, that'd be great. I've heard rumors of the same thing. I have. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have any trustworthy rumors. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyway. So who knows? So if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> please. <laughs> that'd be great, <laughs> SRAM, If you want to sponsor us too, that'd be fantastical. Cool so mm-hmm. all right um that is a wrap for the show if you guys want to uh check us out more or in getting get in, involved with us a little bit more look us up on instagram on uh at dial podcast on the facebook pages at dial podcast or email any of us our first names at dial podcast.com um we would be more than happy to talk with you and if you've got some show ideas or some things that you'd like to talk to us about that'd be great feel free to chime in on our um, youtube channel when we live stream these things mondays at noon um we got to figure out what we're going to do when we're down at camp, how we're going to to run that. But um, stay tuned on that because uh, yeah. next week we will actually be down in San Diego at this time. So um, we may or may not be live streaming it next week, but we'll figure something out to, yep. to say hi to y'all. Anyway, um, you guys, again, always, as always, uh, this is the best part Absolutely. of my week. You know? Absolute pleasure. It was fun times. Lance, drive yep. safe down there. Enjoy the sun and uh, soak up some of that vitamin D for us please yes we're all dying i'm I'm so pasty white right now it's ridiculous (laughs) i'm I'm see-through over here (laughs) all right and for all of those who listened uh on the live stream thank you for chiming in and, and saying hi and we will uh catch you guys next week bye for now